0: Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys. Welcome back to another episode of Transparency. I hope that you are excited as I am for this episode and I hope that you had a great day. I hope that wherever you are right now, you might be in the car, you might be in the kitchen, you might be in any room you might be on your way to work on your way to school on your way to university i don't know wherever you are right now i just hope and pray that your day has been fine has been great has been fruitful and that the grace of god has been upon you throughout that day already and if it's morning good morning if it's night good evening and if it's during the afternoon good afternoon and i just pray that god will speak to somebody today i just pray that he will bestow on you that he will do his work In you and that he will use me to be an empty vessel to be filled with his spirit and to speak to somebody today that I will encourage that I will just motivate and I pray that God will take control and that is not me who is speaking but it is Lord it is God who is speaking through me and using me on this platform I thank you so so much guys for tuning in again and I just pray that god will bless you abundantly what for whatever you are doing either you might be listening for just one minute or just the whole episode or you just forward that episode to somebody else i pray that god will bless you in abundance and that he will make your heart soft and that he will bless you with his desires for you so let's get into business enough of the talking let's get into business As you can see by the title already, today we are going to talk about purpose finding, purpose in general, or calling, or ministry. Such a great and big word. And the first thing that every Christian should do is to make disciples of all nations. As it says in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, Jesus Christ says that we should make disciples of all nations and that we should baptize them in the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is the great commission that every Christian should know, that every Christian should just do. To make disciples. Either it is through your life, which is should be the first thing through, through your life, through the way you are living life, you should be making disciples. People should look at you and see the greatness and the glory of God in you. And it might be in every area, in any area that you are. It might be at any workplace that you are. Not no situation is no situation is too low or it is is too high for God to use you and make disciples. And to make disciples is all for His kingdom. It is all for His for Him it is all for God because everything that we do it all comes back to God and it should it does not come back void but it comes back with such a power so when we think about purpose that is the great the greatest thing that is the greatest commission command from God that we should bring glory to him and build his kingdom by making by making disciples of all nations so what is also important is that we have talents we have gifts we have things that we are in good in that we are interested in it is not by chance it is all by god when we walk with god we have desires for things and we also and we understand in what era we should be working in and in what area we should be walking in to make disciples to build, build his kingdom i will come to that later but especially today the question about what is the purpose of my life or what should I do on this earth? And what is really the reason why I came to this earth? People, we tend to ask ourselves this question so often. And what the problem is, is that today, especially we focus or people focus, we Christians, we focus way too much on that. We focus too much on what we can do, on what I can do on what we can do as a nation and what it really means for me to find my purpose to find my calling and that is the thing because it should not be like that it should not be that we are looking on ourselves it's all for God everything that we build everything that we work on it is all for the glory of God it is all for his kingdom it is it was never meant for us it has never been for us but it is for God and because it is it's for God it is also for us in that point in only in that realm. It cannot be outside of God. It can only be in God. People be going nowadays to so many programs, also to every program to get a word. They be they will be searching in every area to get something out of God. There will, people, now, people will now force themselves to God and will want to know what they are. What their calling is and you come back to calling and also to um as i said before we have gifts we have we have gifts can that will build up the kingdom of god and these gifts these talents will help build god's kingdom and we and sometimes you may not know what your gift is you may not know where god wants you to move where god wants you to start a ministry so you will ask yourself these questions But you have to ask yourself first, do you even know God? Do you even know who he is? Do you even know what Jesus really did for you? Who he is for you? Do you have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit? And when was the last time you fasted? When was the last time you opened your Bible and read a whole chapter? Or when you prayed for 30 minutes? I know it is really hard to sometimes pray for 30 minutes, especially if you have never done that. But be of good courage. All of these weaknesses that you can't do, it is not by your own power, it is not by your might, it is not by your strength, it is all by the power of the Holy Spirit. What comes into my mind is 2 Corinthians 12 9, where it says that And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, must gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me that is apostle paul who was saying that and he was talking about his weaknesses that that god is using to show his strength so in everything that you do wherever you find any weaknesses wherever you do not know how to do that let the holy spirit take control let the holy spirit do its work let, do his work let god show you that he is god you can't do it on your own you can't do life on your own it is not possible because there are so many things that are going around where people are searching for any place where they can find peace. Maybe protection by sages or by crystals or by, I don't know, fortune tellers where they will be told this and um, where they will tell them their future. And they want com- they want comfort, they want peace. But you will not find it outside of God. Anywhere you will find weakness anywhere you will find any questions that you have where you do not know where you will come to a place where there is a door only god can do that and not only that but even the things that you do know god can edify them god can only make them greater it is only by the power of god and it is it is never by us thank you holy spirit so never forget that that it is only God who can do all of these things it is not us and it is not bad to say that you can't do it because that's also a problem and that's a problem or that is an issue that I had that I always said to myself but I want to be the one who is doing that why do I have to give it to somebody else but God is not somebody God is the creator of all he is the host of all spirits and all flesh. So when he's the creator and knows you, knows everything and has created everything, don't you think that it is better to give him all and not to rest upon your own knowledge? Because we are human beings. There is so much that we do not know. There is still so much that scientists are still looking for, have still, still have questions about. So give it all to God, think about God, search in his word find time with him and he will open his knowledge to you god is not a god who will shut himself out of you out of your life he will give you more knowledge and you will understand him more and therefore you will also understand every realm the realm of the spirit and also our realm the physical realm you will just know everything thank you god (laughs) That thank you holy spirit for just saying that really Guys, I would not say that on my own. It is the, just the Holy Spirit who comes up with such words and such things. So really, I was there. I was really thinking that that's a weakness. And no, that is what the world is telling you. It is a weakness to say that you are, you were a sinner before you came to Christ. That outside of Christ, you are a sinful man. You are a sinful creator. Yes, it is like that. And it is not bad to say that it is what it is it is a fact and nobody can get around that fact it is just it is written it is the truth you can tell me whatever you want to tell me it is just as it is and when you do not have christ and when you do not be saved by him how can you how are you able to function how are you able to work and say that i have power i have strength if your strength and your power does not come from the one who created heaven and earth guys i just saw a video yesterday where it was a video where a person was um kind of zoning zoning back, and you could see the earth and then you could see the sun and then you could see all the galaxies and also all the the whole universe the whole universum the whole universe sorry and it was magnificent it was just wow i was taken back because we are so tiny in all in this whole galaxy and there are even more than one galaxy we are just one we are just one point in this whole galaxy in these whole galaxies and you think that you have the knowledge of this world no darling no we do not we are We are nothing without God. We cannot function without God. We are not able to do anything without God. It's just not possible. And we have nothing. We don't have any knowledge. People might think that, okay, I got all my knowledge. I got all my, my information. What I wanted to say just went out of the window. But thank you, Holy Spirit, because that means that He is doing the work and not me. So as I said, you should really do as i coming back to the point do you know god push yourself and just f- let him be in your let him strengthen you in your weaknesses let him yield to him as it says in job twenty two twenty one. 21 it says now yield and submit yourself to him and then it goes on and it's the amplified version and it says and be at peace in this way you will prosper and great good will come to you. And now it says in the New King James Version, now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Acquaint yourself. Acquaint yourself means that you get to know him. Acquaint yourself means that you are intimate with him. You are, you want to know more of him. You are trying to you, you are pressing and pushing yourself to get to know him because sometimes you wake up and you are you feel tired sometimes you wake up and you do not feel like you want to pray which is really something that you should pray about if you do not feel about praying that is really and um, that is really an issue because prayer is the key to every understanding prayer is the key to the not it's it's just the goal factor. It is just the center of everything. Your prayer life life determines the way you speak with God. Your prayer life determines your conversations, your intimacy with God. How can you not pray and say that you hear God? That does not make any sense. How can you say that you do not pray and that you can't pray and you have a relationship with him? No. He's like a friend. He's like a brother. He's like a father. So you need to talk to him Because if you do not talk, even though he knows, if you do not talk to him, he can't reveal himself to you. He can't show you more because he will find a way to also also communicate with you. God is communicating with everybody differently. So now you have to first find your communication with him, talk to him, and then he can also talk to you. And as I said you have to acquaint yourself and in the amplified version it says you should yield and submit yourself to him be obedient to him let go for all of you who find it difficult to just let go of control of control or just want who wants to have something who wants to have an answer you have to learn, and it will be a- you will be able if you let the Holy Spirit take control, if you let God take control, you can let go. And when you let go, I tell you, it is the best thing and the best feeling that will stay forever. It is not a feeling that will go, that will come, and that it will go and it will pass. No, it is a feeling and it is more than a feeling that will stay forever you will get up and you will be at peace you will get up and you will be joyful these are the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit not fruits and when you have the holy spirit these fruits will be in your life and that means joy peace love forbearance long suffering and also the others that i am i but you can also search it up or you can also read it again in um, galatians 5 22 to 23 and so yeah when you yield yourself to god when you yield yourself to the holy spirit he will open doors where you would never think that you are walking because the holy spirit is just your best friend he intercedes for you the holy spirit is doing your work he wants to do the best for you and the holy spirit is god so god wants the best for you god wants just you to live a life that is for his kingdom and therefore he wants us he i mean when jesus jesus christ came on this earth jesus christ came on this earth to die for our sins so that we can have an intimate relationship with god again so that we can go back to our source of life so that we will live in life we will live And not that we are, because before we were dead. As I mentioned last week, God spoke to himself when he created us. And when he spoke to himself and to create us, when we are outside of God or of God's realm, we, what are we? We are dead. So if you live with God, you, or if you walk with God, you will live. It is point out blank just the hard truth but we are not sugarcoating anything anymore this is the hard truth and it is what God is saying to you there is no time for sugarcoating anything for telling you to do that or for giving you any instructions how you can outcome anything no it's not no only God only God and this is the hard truth and it is the truth so how do you find your purpose that is a big question so it says in 1 Corinthians 12:27 to 31 it says that it talks about the body of Christ and the members individually that means us because we are all connected the body of Christ is not a church the body of Christ is not a building the body of Christ is not a certificate a certificate the body of Christ is us we are the body of Christ when we are all in the spirit and when we walk in the spirit and re- with Christ and have received him as our Lord and Savior we are all one you find oneness in so many in so many areas it might be that for example you are in church while they are ministering praying or worshiping you will find the worship leader speaking in tongues and that tongue speaking will, uh, will align with the one who is playing the drums without without them even talking with each other communicating with each other that is the spirit of god that is the holy spirit that is functioning that is using that oneness which is the body of Christ in that moment to Communicate in that area and also in that area and then all of a sudden you find somebody who's translating everything that the person said in tongues And all of a sudden, you find a person who's dancing. That is the Holy Spirit. And that is the oneness that we are searching for. That is the oneness that we we are. So it does not matter about any denomination. It does not matter about any church building. It does not matter about any personality. It does not matter about what your life has been, where you are living. No, it all matters and comes down to Christ. If we live by the body of Christ, we are one. There's no separation in God and he does is not a god who separates he's a god who unifies he's a god who strengthens he's a god who's powerful thank you holy spirit this is all that is the truth and this is all that i want you to think about closely and really put your mind and meditate on these verses verses and also what i just said so these this this verse is talking about um all the gifts and also um, that are appointed in the church and it says that somebody will get um, the gift of healing, miracles, tongue speaking, prophets, apostles and um, although it talks about these purposes it does not it, it's not not it not it's not meant that you can't, for example, be a model, that you can't, for example, be a politician, that you can't, for example, be a teacher in school, that you can't, for example, be an influencer. In, in all of these things, you will manifest what is written in the Bible. So really get to know what is written in the Bible about purposes, about callings, about building the kingdom of God, and you will understand that... And you will come to an, the understanding that you are not limited in only these areas but God will use you to edify you in these positions. God will do away and believe me it is possible to be a teacher and and inf- to be a teacher and be an influencer or be called an influencer. It's the same thing. you can be teaching you can be teaching others to understand and to get to know God through your influencing through your social media page or as a model it is possible you are you should do that and it's, it's you should do that and it's also very very important that you find time to read your word and not only that but you should also pray about it as i said before prayer is the key you should pray about it you should find the word and you should really speak to god about it and god will will show you and i will give you an answer god will give you an answer and you should be patient because that is what I, i told in the beginning that some people are just not patient i was not patient and i was searching and wanting to find an answer for so many things god when do i when will i finish this when will i have this when will that time come and god has not answered god has not answered i have asked him and asked him and asked him and he has not answered me and what i can do and the only thing that we all should do is be patient we all should do is be patient because in patience we will find our answer and god not telling us does not mean that he is gone and it does not mean that he does not want to tell us it just means that it's not the right time and that we are just search, or that we just, that we are pressing for it too much. And when God, because that's the thing, when you are pressing for something and want an answer in something, may it be your calling or your purpose, God and God will not, and God does not give you the answer right away. That just means that God knows that when he gives you that answer right now, you will be praising and worshiping that thing that he has given you more than him who is who has given you that gift you will be praising that thing more than god you will be put you will put that thing on the highest place and on the highest order than god and that should not be the case so god is sometimes silent and patient enough patient enough to not tell you because he knows that if i give abigail this right now she will not be searching for me once she has it, she will magnify that more than me. And she will forget that I was the one who has given that to her. So if God has not given you an answer, that does not mean that he has left you. No, he's still there. He's just waiting for you to be at the place where he can tell you the things and the mysteries and, your que- and the answer to your questions. Where you won't magnify the answers, you won't magnify the callings, the ministry more than him. It is with the same with David. When David was before David was was the king of Israel, before he was the king and before he fought Goliath, he was he was taking care of the sheep. He was the one who was working on the field, being a boy who was probably full with dirt and full with sheep i don't know with just sheep anything and he was working there he was diligent and he was obedient obedient to his work and when he when he was called into ministry he when he was called to be the king when he was called to fight goliath it was not something that shook him it was not something that where he thought, okay, now I have to prepare. Now I have to do this. Now I have to uh, write a letter. Now I have to. Uh, I don't have to um, look out for the sheep's anymore. I can do my own thing because I'm going to be a king. No, he did not do that. He did not get ahead of himself. But he was patient because after Samuel came to them, and found david to be the king and to fight goliath what was the first thing that he did he went back to his sheep. he went back to his sheeps guys he went back to his sheeps and he was still looking after them so when the time was ripe and when the time was right and the season came he came out and then he was able to fight goliath because he was obedient him being obedient to his work made him obedient and continuously obedient to God. So when he was a king, he was the one when he was even praising and worshiping. He, was, he got so into the spirit that sometimes he got naked because he was just so in the conversation and communication and intimacy with God that he completely forgot everything around him. That was the very thing that he wanted always, to be after God's own heart that is why that is why he was such a great king and even though he failed so many times even though he sinned against god and did so many things wrong god forgave him and god still showed up god still sto- um, god still spoke to him and blessed his generation and blessed all the people and all the children that came after him so be obedient to god be obedient to what he has for you now and just be obedient and also patient and also joyful and peaceful in where you are right now because your time will come and when your time will and when your time comes you don't want you do not want to be unprepared because when you are unprepared and not obedient enough and when you have not learned obedience enough you will be failing and that is not what god wants for us god does not want us to fail he does not want us to fail he wants us to be exalted with him because it's all in all it is his purpose for you you cannot you cannot pers- uh, you cannot worship the purpose that god has for you more than him believe me no fruit will come out of anything you do touch speak or build if you leave god out of it it does not make sense it does not work he would get he gave it to you and how so how dare you now take it and do it on your own for it says in ephesians two ten, we are his workmanship we are created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand and that we should walk in them that means he's the one who created that and we should walk in them. That means we should walk in his path. We should walk with him. We should be aligned with him and inclined with him. We should be one with him I or else it will not be possible. God is the owner of, this ha- of the house. He is the owner of the house. So when he comes back even, when he even comes back, he will take the gifts because it will not be necessarily anymore to build his kingdom when the kingdom is already there. When the king of the kingdom has come to take his kingdom and to be enthroned so all of your gifts and all the things that you think that are also defining you when you when you put all your definition and all of these things in the callings and in the purpose and in your gifts and in your talents when God comes and takes everything away who are you then who are you So you have to know that you are first found in Christ and that you are obedient to him and to his spirit, to his word and to his voice. And then everything will be aligned. Everything will make sense. And you will come to the understanding that if you find joy in God, when he comes and his kingdom comes, you will be joyful in him. You'll be joyful with him and not in your work not in the hands that not in the things that you build, not in your purpose not in your calling because god because people i tell you if you do not find satisfaction now with god how are you going to be able to find satisfaction with him when you are in heaven when you are when he's coming and when he finally gets to take his bride back because people always th- always think that salvation people always think that after we have died and after we have been unified with God again, that everything will be perfect. Everything will be perfect. I tell you, it will be magnificent. It will be, pain will be gone. There will only be peace. But that's the thing. You will have to find, you will have to have a relationship with him. Because in heaven, everyone has a relationship with God. The angels are from God and the angels work for God. So they are joyful in their relationship with him. They are joyful in their work for him and in their glory for him because they know that they are servants of god they do not put themselves above because we know that the one who put themselves who the one who put himself above god was kicked out of heaven which who is satan he was kicked out of heaven because he thought that he was greater than god because he didn't find any satisfaction with god so god had to kick him out and that is the same with us we have to find satisfaction with him with his work with his his being with his spirit not with ours not with what he has created no with him so that we will find satisfaction we will find joy we will find peace and not only on earth but also in heaven even though heaven is the goal we have to find a relationship with him now so that is what i will leave you with that was totally not not all that i wanted to say but i thank you holy spirit because it was the holy spirit who take control and I just want to know want you to know that whatever you do guys never leave God out of that. Whatever you do, either it is you getting out of your bed, either it is you writing an exam, either it is you speaking to a non-Christian, either it is you speaking to your friends, your family, anything. Don't leave God out of that. Keep him in there. Keep him in there and he will make your path straight. Romans 8:28. For it says that all things will work out for good for those who go according to his works or his plants but read it for read that for yourself and meditate on that and understand that and come to the understanding that God loves you so so much and he just wants the very best for you. He does not want you to live in slavery. He wants you to live in freedom and you will only find freedom in him if you yield to him, if you submit to him. You will come to the understanding that that is where freedom is in him. This world might have defined submission and obedience and yielding completely different. But do not let this world define anything for you. Let God define everything for you. Let him be your peace. Let him be the one who is going to cre- create so much more than you could ever imagine. Let him be the one that you are yielding to. And do not be shaken by anything. Do not be fearful for God knows who we are. He knows where we are. He knows our weaknesses and he has, he has conquered it all. So just know that God loves you. Stay blessed and stay transparent.